2003, 2004. 2003, 2004. Um, yeah. Real life. One of those years, isn't it? Yeah. But you can start yeah. to see, you can start to see the makings of a Champions League winning team. Yeah, I mean, obviously, 2003, 2004 was the year of the Arsenal Invincibles and the full season without a loss. Did we come second then? Nah, we fourth. Oh. Um, they won 26, drew 12. Um, Chelsea was second. Um, they lost seven games. Man United third, lost nine. And we were fourth, lost ten. Everton, bit of a common theme, back in 17th position. They're going down this year, mate. The blue shite. The fucking going I down. Your, I saw your premonition on their Facebook or whatever it was before Twitter. Going down. Yeah, yeah. They finished six points. They were safe by six points this season. Uh, yeah, they were on 39 points. 39 um, points and they stayed up. Yeah. The magic fucking mark is 40. Yeah, that's... They've had so I mean, many close they, chances. They they will, They're you definitely know. a mid-season table. But the, for them to, to challenge for um, a European spot is definitely what their aim is. Any fan who aims higher than that is a fool. Never a fan. If they get a championship spot, a Champions League, not a Champions League, a European spot, that's they're going to be happy with that season, aren't they? Because at the moment, their seasons, the joke is their season is how they play against us, what the results are against us. Well, yeah, and seventh place is the Everton Cup, isn't it? Yeah. And this year, they went backwards with their new manager. They finished in the bottom half of the table. So I think there's too many, too many kooks will spoil the broth. Too many new managers coming in too quick, messing stuff around. I don't think Ancel. This is this is not what Ancelotti does. Ancelotti comes in and tweaks things, tweaks champions and makes them into European champions. Yeah, Ancelotti doesn't polish a tiered. No, he doesn't build a team from the bottom up, does he? He comes, he right, he comes in and tinkers. He might make a few couple of changes and maybe notice a problem to to get someone else, maybe find a couple of pieces of the jigsaw to make the, the puzzle better. But you're right, he doesn't say he doesn't build a team. He might have done in the past in his in his early years to prove himself. I don't fucking know about that. I'm not interested. I'm interested in the here and now. Everton, you're going down. Liverpool, 
will pay for the messy signing in shirt sales and Nike sponsorships. There's my prediction. Uh, we'll buy. We're sort of buying Messi now. Yeah, we'll buy Messi. Why not? We're world champions, mate. Premier League champions. We've just handed over the European Cup to Bayern Munich. You know, why wouldn't he want to come here? We we'll fuck, we'll sort him out. Ah, if, if Nike can help us pay for anyone, we'll have Mbappe instead. We we'll get a few years out of Mbappe. I would right, have, back I, to this. Oh yeah, yeah. Go on then. Crack on then. What are you going to say? You'd have Messi. No, well, yeah, he'd have, have to come and realise he's not going to be the top guy. I mean, he's not yeah, used yeah. to that, is he? Well, he's, he's used to being. He's used to being a voice on whatever that club signed. He was there in the year, wasn't he? Yeah, he yeah. was. Did whoever he wants to buy, they go and say, "Do you reckon? Do you reckon you'll be able to play with him?" He was consulted over everything. He was. He's going to be a little minion. Klopp will put him in his place. <laughs> anyway, I'd have Suarez So, yeah, we Messi. finished fourth. Yeah. Who? Suarez. Suarez. Yeah. On the bench. That ship sailed. Boom. That ship sailed. Uh, so, Liverpool, we finished fourth. We were knocked out of the FA Cup in the fifth round to Portsmouth. Boom. We were knocked around in the fourth round in the League Cup to Bolton. <sighs> remember Dorkev remember scored the 19th minute penalty? Drawing 90th minute, he scored, yeah. Um, and we were knocked out the fourth round of the UEFA Cup 2 3 against Marseille on aggregates. And a certain Didier Drug best scored in both games for uh, okay, for he signed for Chelsea. Um, Ulier is still concentrating on buying French players, trying to yeah. find the next Zinedine Zidane. We had about three of them, didn't we? Who's the yeah. next Zidane? Yeah. Uh, Anthony Talek and Florence Sigmar Pongol, both from Le Havre. Yeah. Um, both supposed to be the next best thing. What they weren't going to do. Yeah, they played um Talek played 17 games and scored none. And they were sent out to various clubs on loan until he was sold in 2008. And Pongol was loaned Back to Le Havre after half a season. He was there for two years. Played 38 games for Liverpool. Scored four. And then he was loaned to Blackburn until he was later sold to uh, Recreativo, wherever they play, in 2006. Julien Bosnou, the Frenchman from Saint-Étienne, Carl Majana. No appearances, no goals. Ulier's lost the plot at this point. He's on thin ice now. Uh, two slightly more successful signings this season was Harry Kuehl from Leeds and Steve Finnan from Fulham. Oh, I like Steve Finnan. I like Harry Kuehl, yeah. to be honest. He, he wasn't uh, that I good did. for us. He lost, his, uh, he lost his bottle in the cup final, didn't he? The Champions League. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think he, uh, he, he saw it was going to be possibly humiliating and he got off as quick as he could. <laughs> Uh, out the door, Patrick Berger went to Portsmouth. Oh, Vegard Hegem, Abel Xavier, and Emil Heskey. <sighs> Emil Heskey went to Birmingham, didn't he? They were all out the door. And I've just realised I forgot to do Everton, but they're not important. So. Everton bought somebody <sighs> and he sold about seven people. Blue shite. 
Um, first derby was at Goodison on the 30th of August. Uh, Mike Riley officiated 40,200 watched it. Yep. And the score was a mighty impressive 3-0 to the mighty Reds. Owen, 39 and 52. And Harry Cool on 80 minutes. I like the, Harry... the teams. Yeah, Come. I have got the teams. So, um, Everton is Simonson, Pistoni, Unsworth, Steve Watson, Alan Stubbs, Stubbsy to his friends, uh, <laughs> Naismith, Yobo, Linderoth, Pembridge, Radzinski, Wayne Rooney, Graveson and Ferguson. Ferguson hadn't scored for something like 18 months at this point. Um, Naismith, Watson and Rooney all got booked. The Liverpool team was Dudek, hey. uh, Finnan, hey. mm-hmm. Hippier, hey. uh, Carragher, Biscan, Gerard, Smeetje, Kuhl, Barros, Dioff, Michael Owen. Murphy for Smeetje, Heskey for Barosh, Risa for Dioff in the 89th Kuhl, Finnan and Barosh booked. So, like I said, that is the backbone of the Champions League winning team. Mm. It's nearly there. Owen's gone, Dioff's gone. Barros played, Kuhl, Smeetje, Gerard, Biscan didn't get a game. Um, Carragher, Hippier, Finn and Duda. All that team's missing is a lovely little Italian man with a nice smile. A Spanish man. Spanish man with a nice smile to come in and tickle the bollocks of that team. Bring a little Spanish influence in. And that's a Champions League winning team. Little Alonso. Garcia. Alonso. Yeah. Um... So I've watched this game on YouTube, the 20-minute highlights, and it's it's not as dirty as usual, but it is end-to-end. Everton do have a lot of chances, um, but they don't take them. They don't take their chances, mm. obviously, because it's a niller. Um, and at this point, I think they haven't won a Goodison for about four years or five years. Was it 90, maybe yeah. 99, something like that, the last time there was a win at Goodison? In a while. So, there is wins coming up in the future, but at this point, there's starting to be a run forming. So, now, the number one was Breathe by Blue Cantrell featuring Sean Paul. Is he still a thing? Sean Paul? Yeah, he used to come on and he did all that rapping malarkey, didn't he? And and then he, he's just sort of disappeared, hasn't he? Um, yeah, I've not I haven't heard him for a while. But this is one of them songs that you know, you know, you know, you know. Yeah, um, Elton oh, John. That blue cancel. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, Elton John is the number one after with Are You Ready For Love? Are you ready? Are you ready for love? Classic. Yes, I am. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, the number one album is American Tune by Eva Cassidy. Oh, 
Yeah. I wasn't really into Eva Cassidy. Um, I mean, obviously... See, I thought... I thought Eva Cassidy was, um, uh, like, a recent singer. Didn't oh. know she was an old bird who died and after, because of her death, they released the songs. Yeah, I think she died of cancer and she was... She'd recorded all these songs, but I don't think she was signed or whatever. It, no, she was. She had albums. It was Terry Wogan. Was Terry Wogan on his radio show started playing one of her songs, one of her famous songs, and that that um, made the public aware to her songs, and they bought her, started buying her albums. All uh, right, okay. Yeah, I wasn't really into her. I th- you sort of. Because she was dead and everything like that, you felt obliged to. Oh, she's dead. I'll buy an album. Bless listen, her. To listen to it, and you know, because you can't speak ill of the dead. But I wasn't really into it. The Over the Rainbow song. Yeah. The Over the Rainbow song. That's what Wogan started playing. And everyone's going, Oh, this is nice. Who's this? Is this a new singer? Oh, no, it's Eve Casty. She died years ago. Mer. That's when they got onto her. Became an overnight hit because of Teddy. Good old Teddy. Yeah. Oh, all together in the floral dance. Love Teddy Wogan. <laughs> I oh, I remember that song. 70s, that. <laughs> yeah. My dad had that on a single, seven-inch single. <laughs> so, I mean, right, the next game, 31st of January, 2004. Uh, Liverpool versus Everton. Uh, Steve Bennett, Anfield, 44,056. Uh, another poor draw. We don't seem to be able to do the double over Everton in these few years. We seem to get yeah. them, beat them once, but we always get a draw. There's a lot of four I read points. up the right up on this game. Oh, I read up on the right up, and it said that Nigel Martin was man of the match. He pulled out a string of world-class saves. Um, Duncan Ferguson missed the open goal with his head. <laughs> um, that was the, the basically the highlights of the game. Uh, so the teams: Dudek Finnan, Henshaw, Hippie, Carragher, Bruno, Shiru, Bruno, uh, Gerard, Haman, Huel, Latalek, and Michael Owen. No information on our bench on the the page I've got. Um, yeah. Nigel Martin, Pistoni, Stubbs, Hibbert, Kilbarn, uh, Naismith, Graveson, uh, Inyako, Ferguson, Radzinski, Rooney, uh, Carsley, Jeffers, and Steve Watson. Now, this is that's the Everton team basically that I was working for. Um, Virgin Trains at the time I started for Virgin Trains virtually um, this th- actually this period 31st yeah. of January yeah yeah because Ad Eve was born on the uh, 4th of February so the following week so Kerry would have been in hospital when this game was kicked off so I was that's right didn't when you doing some sort of training in London or crew was it and you had to yeah I was doing my catering training so- yeah, and um, I remember. I remember. So literally a week before our Eve's born, this border or derby kicks off, um, and then you fast forward to towards the end of the season, 
if you go and have a look, Chelsea played Everton. I think they got beat. But I saved them. It was one of the only times I saved a football team. Yeah. And, and it was this Everton team. Yeah, and that's just your fault. Nigel Martin, lovely fella. Mm. Mm, that's all I'm going to say. I'll tell you. Did you get a tip? No. <laughs> Everton. Yeah, he said, uh, don't say it, leave the lights on when you go out. <laughs> so, all this time was number one by Michelle. Yeah, Pop Idol winner. Pop Must Idol. Bell McManus. Yes. And I've listened to it and it's absolutely dreadful. <laughs> I was say, I don't recognise it. I haven't tried to listen to it. I just assumed it would be sight. Well, you... she's Scottish girl. She's Scottish girl, wasn't she? Yeah, she's she's a radio presenter now in Scotland. She's still famous. Oh, is she, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if she still puts that music out. She did a couple of albums, definitely, but she's mm. on the radio in Scotland now. Now, this is the 17th of the 1st. She gets the number one until yeah. the 7th of the 2nd. So this is before they started trying to ruin Christmas. They're nearly ruining Christmas. Yeah. And, um, you know, if there's any derbies in the Christmas period coming up, all the songs in the playlist will be shocking. Yeah. They're all um, X Factor, Pop Idol, all them sorts of Fame Academy sort of things. Yeah, and we'll... It's as if they try to... Right, we'll plan the end of the programme for the run-up to Christmas so the, the popularity of the programme will get us the Christmas number one. Well, yeah, that's that's what they did do for years until Rage Against the Machine. Um, people rebelled, didn't they? Yeah. Um, and we Which, will... And ironically, for those who don't know, ironically, they wanted... They were fed up with Simon Cowell um, dominating the Christmas number one spot. So... They had a petition. Was it, it was all university people, wasn't it? All university students. I think set so. Set up a thing. Go and, uh, go and buy Rage Against the Machine instead. Rage Against the Machine. Simon Cowell is the machine. Get him off the Christmas number one. And they didn't realise that Rage Against the Machine was his fucking, his band as well. They are on, on his label, so he made millions out of it. <laughs> anyway. He's got it cornered now. Every time somebody speaks, I think he makes a million dollars. Oh, yeah. Um... So do you like him though? Do you like Simon Cowell? I like Simon Cowell, yeah. And when he first started and he was trying to be the horrible present the horrible um, judge and he was being horrible for the sake of being horrible. He was a bit he was a bit of a knob. But he's mellowed since he's had his kid, I think he's mellowed a bit. I don't I mind really Simon Cowell, now. yeah. I don't mind him. Um I think he's got a also he's got to show a bit of responsibility as well for these young people who are getting you know, with all mental illness and everything like that. Oh yeah, well, was it's, it Love Island? Someone on Love Island didn't they? Uh, didn't he get rejected or something? He went out and killed themselves. So he's got to be instead of like it used to be, where he could just rip the ass out of somebody. The the this generation are so um, mentally not I, I unstable. Don't know. Yeah, you, you're not allowed to. You're not. It's like um, you can't have sports days anymore. Or you do have sports days, but you don't have first, second, or third. You have a, you've you've competed, badge. Yeah. <laughs> so you're he's not got allowed to, to lose or anything. He's got to tread very carefully because 
you know, somebody might do something silly if he just said something horrible. So yes, that wasn't bad. That it was shit. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Um, the number one album was Life for Rent. Now you'd have had this one, Dido. You love a bit of Dido. Well, I think I've mentioned before, maybe on the other podcast, I love Dido. And every time I play Dido or I hear it on the radio, it reminds me of my first car. Because it was the first CD I had in my car. <laughs> Dildo. My me, me little uh, Vauxhall Mariva. Because I worked at Vauxhall, so you got a car every, you got a free car every three months. I remember that Mariva. Oh. So every time I hear Dido, I'm sat in my little Mariva driving around. It was the highest car I've ever been in in my life. <laughs> uh, I must have looked at a different car because I had that Casey Mellewood as the as the uh, album for this week. I must have looked at the wrong one. And uh, I was going to hit you. With, I was going to hit you with a dead good fact. You just fucking pissed on me. Well, go ahead then. I've got that. No. Okay, let's just let's mine's... just send it to Casey Mellewood. <laughs> well, I'm on the official charts.com. Well, did you know that Casey Mellewood? Her only number one was a duet with Eva Cassidy. Boom! That's amazing. That. But I've never heard of her anyway. <laughs> so, I don't yeah, know. You've probably heard of songs. Yeah, Katie one Mellon. Million bicycles in, one million bicycles oh, in fucking yeah. Beijing or something. Oh, there's one million bicycles down in Beijing. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah, so, yeah, that's it. So, let's get on to my little Britty bits. Go ahead then, lad. 2004 Brits. This year, surprisingly, Davina must have been busy, hosted by Kat Dealey. Ooh, Kat Dealey. The best solo male artist this, this year was Daniel Beddingfield. Remember him? Where is he now? Probably spying on his sister in the bath. What? Sister was attached to Beddingfield, wasn't she? Vaguely remember. Oh, she was foxy. Uh, Best solo female artist, Dido. Best single, White Flag, Dido. Best album, one of your favourites, Permission to Land by The Darkness. Yes. Did you just like the single or did you actually have the album? No, I had the first three albums of The Darkness and I listened to them on repeat when they come out because they were so was, tongue-in-cheek. Were they, um, were they famous before the Christmas song, Let the Bells Ring Out? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really? I think that was, I think that's after their second album. The, oh, the right, first okay. two albums are I absolutely... I thought that was the song that made them. Well, when I say the first two albums, the first two famous albums... I think there's earlier work when they do Wayne famous. Oh, yeah. 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 All right. Uh, Darkness also won the best UK group and the best British rock act. This was the first year they had a, 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 um, a category for the best rock act. Uh. So they won that as well. Uh, best best break, breakthrough act was Busted. I love I like Busted. Busted. I love I Busted. Busted. Do they have... sing Five Colours in the Air? No, don't know. I think it was. Anyway, I've like been that. to the year 3000. Yeah. 
Not much. It's not much different, but everything's underwater. It's my dad, Because the world's ended. Yeah, I like Busted. Um, that was Danny, wasn't it? The fellow who's doing um, voice now. The um, judge on the voice. Was he? I don't know. Yeah, he is. Anyway, I like Busted. I'm not ashamed to say it. I like Busted. I like Busted. The outstanding contribution to music went to Duran Duran. Yeah, I love Duran Duran. I only really discovered Duran Duran or, well, obviously I knew the songs before because my sister's like three years older than me, so she was heavily into them. But they got onto my spectrum with Wild Boys. Or the Boobies video. No, that was... um, The Windmill, wasn't it? No, no, no. Um, that was Girls on Film. Oh, I think they're in Wild Girls Boys as well. I'm sure they're no, in Wild, Wild Boys is all like... Windmills like and that, a... and they're all taped to windmills with the boobs out. Oh, are they? <laughs> I think so. I've never looked that deep. I think I'll put that back on after this podcast and have a look. Yeah, well, that was my favourite song of theirs anyway. Um, sports personality of the year was the double Olympic gold medalist, Kelly Holmes. Well-deserved Kelly girl. Dame Kelly, actually, now, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Matthew Pinsett and co. won team of the year for the Coxless Fours. The Vagina Fours. Coach of the year, unsurprisingly, was Arsene Wenger for the un- undefeated or the undefeated uh, Arsenal team. Uh, and Andy Murray won the Young Sports Personality of the Year. And he's still going, sort of, isn't he? Young is he? Andy Murray, yeah. Isn't he hanging and on? He, I think he's come back, didn't he? Retire, but he's come back. Yeah. Uh, Ian Botham won the Lifetime Achievements. I love Beefy, Beefy. Although he's a Tory and a Brexiteer. Yeah. I loved him on uh, Quest of Sports. Yeah. Was he against both, Bill Bowman's? Um, Bill Bowman's. So, yeah. yeah. Or Willie Carson as well, wasn't he? Emily Hughes as well. Oh, Emlyn. Uh, movies of the year, top box office movies. From five to one, we had Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Mm. Number four, The Incredibles. Mm. Number three, The Passion of the Christ. Surprised mm. to see that. That was the Mel Gibson thing. But there was a big controversy behind that, wasn't it? So everyone wanted to go and see it. Yeah. It was the controversy. I don't know what the controversy was, but it's just the subject matter. I think it was, it was about his... the, last, the last days of Jesus' life, wasn't it, after the betrayal of Judas? I think it's his, just his... I think he's a Catholic off the top of my head, but he's, like, an extreme, because he's obviously he's American, so everything's a fuck-up. He's, like, a, a, an extreme believer. So it was his interpretation. So it's his own version. Yeah. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah. So he hasn't gone... He hasn't gone by the by the book, by the Bible. He's done his own interpretation of it. Yeah, I think so. Ah, nice. Number two, Spider-Man 2. Love it. And number one, Shrek 2. Oh, that was the biggest film. That was the biggest film of the year. Fucking hell. I know. Bit of a shit year. Yeah. I mean, I've got um, some, what's the word? Some other films that need a good mention. Kill Bill 2, boom. Boom. Meet the Fockers. Boom, boom. I loved it. The Grudge. Never is. Scared the fucking life out of me. The Grudge, you have. 
The girl with the wet hair who comes off the telly. That's the ring. It's not the thing. The ring. Grudge. No, that's no, the, the ring. ring was the video, wasn't it? The ring was the video. Yeah. With the hair. And the grudge. What was it? Yeah. Well, it was similar. <laughs> I couldn't watch it anyway. I got it on Pirate DVD and I watched it in the conservatory at night with the blinds open. Oh, you're a the, <laughs> the mirror, the, the window at the side of my head. And I watched all the first five or six minutes of it. And I came back in the living room. Miss Michelle goes, what's up? I said, I'll watch it tomorrow. <laughs> I'll watch it daylight. Do you remember in Kirby Stephen when me and you stayed up to watch Halloween? We went to the charity shop. Oh, yeah. We're not going to drink too much because we don't want to fall asleep. We're, we're going to buy watch, some horror DVDs. We're going to watch this horror film. We're going to stay <laughs> up. We're going to turn the lights out within 10 minutes. Mm, I think I'm going to bed, mate. Yeah. Didn't I, actually, didn't you fall asleep on the couch and just left you there? That was, that was the Nazi zombie the one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The way, I think they were werewolves or Nazi zombies or something. That was the weekend where I was drinking wine because I was trying to be sophisticated. Yeah. And I'd drink a bottle of wine and then just black out. You just took the knock. Yeah. yeah. So I just fucking turned the lights off and went to bed and left you down there. Yeah, but you all did that every night. You kept taking every, the knock. Every night I kept waking up later and later. Half one in the morning, <laughs> half three in the morning. Um, another movie of notes. What a classic this is. Anchorman, Legend of Ron Burgundy. As yeah. Will Ferrell made a bad film. He's made a few. Although that Eurovision one looks amazing. Oh, it is brilliant. I've seen it. Looks you love it. I think, it's, I think I sent you the text, actually, to say get it watched. Get it watched. Um, now, have you seen The Butterfly Effect? Uh, With, oh, Christ, what's his name? Damn it. Don't he marry Demi Moore? Not Bruce Willis. The young lad, Kurt Kutcher. No. Anyway, no, okay. Um, the first Saw movie. You're uh, not a fan of Saw movies, are you? Um, I've never seen one. Hmm. It amazed me when you said that. Considering you're such a horror fan, and we do the Halloween Horror Nights and things. I'm not a I'm not really a horror fan. You're more a jump scare horror, aren't you? You're not a, you're not a gory horror fan. I'll wa- I'm so watching them. I'm watching a lot more horror now um, because we're keeping the Halloween um, Hal Hathno Fiori podcast running by watching horror films, basically. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, the sore is gore, pure gore. I watched a horror film today whilst coming back from uh, Birmingham on my train. Um, uh, Jack in the Box on Amazon Prime, a UK horror film. Not even heard of it. No one has. Good. It, it was. I thought it was going to be a bit shit, but yeah, it was all right. Yeah. Um, I put this one in because I know it's got a cool following. I don't think I've ever seen it. Napoleon Dynamite. Never heard of it. You're not even heard of it. No. It's definitely got a cool following, but uh, no, it's not one I've seen. And finally, Kevin Smith's Jersey Girl. Was it that late? Yeah. It was one of his last films, wasn't it? Of, oh, of, one of know, his last decent films, yeah? Yeah. There hasn't got fucking tusks and things. 
Yeah. Pot. Yeah. Not influenced by uh, fucking pot. <laughs> TV this year, um, Kerry Katona McFadden was the one third series of I'm a Celebrity. The 28th of May, Channel 4 airs the final episode of Friends, and it's watched by 8.6 million people. At all. Uh, in June, Channel 4 airs the final episode of Fraser. Oh. September the 1st, BBC airs the final episode of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh. A lot of endings. Um, and... In September the 4th, sees the launch of the UK version of X Factor. This is the first TV programme produced by Simon Cowell's production company, Psycho. Joining Cowell on the judging panel are Louis Walsh and Sharon Osborne. The eventual winner was Steve Brookstein. Where is he now? Was he the bin man? Hmm, don't know, wasn't he a builder or something? Uh... I've I've got been man in the head, but didn't he have a fall. He had a fall out with Cal, didn't he? And Cal didn't sort of back him; just left him to get on with it, rather than mentoring. Um, in November, the video for the new single "Do They Know It's Christmas," the remake by Band Aid Twenty, airs simultaneously on all five main TV channels and over twenty satellite channels all at the same time. Attracting 13.5 million viewers. And it I don't was think that shit. was a lot. Considering no. it was over 20 odd satellite channels and the five main terrestrials. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was on between 10 to 6 and 6 o'clock. Acts like Daniel Beddingfield, Justin Hawkins, Chris Martin, Bono, Paul McCartney, Dizzy Rascal, Busted, Dido, Robbie Williams, Snow Patrol, amongst others. There was about 40 of them. Yeah, it's it's lost on me now. I don't fucking believe in it. A gang of multi-millionaires. You know, some of them are nearly billionaires preaching at you. Yeah. Whatever the, the record sales make, they could just donate on the way out the door. Yeah, and not miss it. Yeah. Um, plus, there's that many stories come out historically that's not every penny goes to the fucking charity. There's a lot of people have made fucking millionaires out of it. Um, shows making the debuts this year are Shameless. Uh, ran till 2013. And the Green Ring. What the hell's the Green Ring? I ever wrote that. The Hulk's bum hole. The Green Ring till 2007, whatever that is. Um, Peppa Pig started and it's still running and Hell's Kitchen started and ran till 2009 fucking hell what the hell is the green ring it's baffled me now uh, news this year 10 new countries joined the European Union oh. Cyprus Malta the Czech Republic Estonia Hungary Latvia Lithuania Poland Slovakia and Slovenia uh, so this was 2004. I got married in Cyprus in 99. Uh, and my dad liked to do that much. They sold up here and they went to live in Cyprus. And when it went into the Euro, 
they said all the prices shot up. That's why they came back home a couple of years after. Because it used to be, Cyprus was quite expensive to get to. The flights were quite expensive there, but once you were there, everything was dirt cheap. Yeah. But when it went into the Euro, the flights were still expensive, but all the prices went up to near enough the price you're paying in Britain for everything. Nah. Um, so that is it. They came back in about 2006. Um, in November, the UK government announced plans to ban smoking in enclosed public areas. Acting on plans by the NHS saying that... Uh, Everyone in Britain's becoming really unhealthy. They need to do something to stop this shit going on. So cafes, restaurants, offices and pubs to serve food were all going to be non-smoking establishments. 2004, the Summer Olympics in Athens, Greece. The United States finished top with 36 gold, 39 silver and 26 bronze. Great Britain were back in 10th with 9 gold, 9 silver, 12 bronze. Kelly Holmes got two. Chris Hoy and Bradley Wiggins for the cycling. Uh, the men's fours, rowing, and two more for sailing and one for the question. Biggest surprise was the men's, UK men's four by four. Won gold, beating the Americans who were half favourites. Uh. Also Euro 2004 in Portugal. Uh, the final was between Greece and Portugal. Greece with a big surprise, won one nil. Uh, Greece and Portugal was the final, which was actually also the very first game of the tournament. Greece versus Portugal was the first game of Group A. Uh, so the same game ended at the beginning, began it. Little quirk of faith. England's first game was against France, uh, which, if you remember, they were winning 1 0. Then in the 91st minute, Zidane scored a free kick, make it 1 all. And then two minutes later, Gerard did a back pass without looking. Um, and who got to it first? Someone, oh, um, Henri got to it just before James. James brought him down for a penalty. And Zidane scored to get the win, yeah. He scored two goals in like the 92nd or the 94th minute. Uh, we got through anyway. We got through to the quarterfinals. Got beat by Portugal on penalties. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Uh, a couple of movie star elites died this year. Marlon Brando. His career spanned 60 years and he won a Best Actor Oscar twice. And Christopher Reeve, most famous, of course, for Superman. And Marlon Brando played his dad, didn't he, in Superman? Oh, he did, yeah. Kalal. Kalal. Halal Kalal. He only achieved Halal, in a certain Kalal. way. <laughs> Um, he was paralysed when he fell off a horse nine years before he actually died. Yeah. Paralysed from the neck down. He was one of the big people who wanted um, stem cell stuff to to help try and reheal his spine. Well, he wanted all the, the science to... But everybody was always opposed to it. And then his time ran out. Yeah. And finally, the big death... Well, not the big death, but... The big for death! The, for the Liverpool fan, the Liverpool legend... And ex-captain and ex-captain of England, Emlyn Crazy Horse Hughes. Oh, he, was... uh, he joined Liverpool in 1967, made 665 appearances. He won four league titles, FA Cup, 
two European Cups, two UEFA Cups. Um, all he was missing was the League Cup, which he eventually won while he played for Leeds after he left Liverpool, eh, not Leeds, Wolves. So he got the full list, he got the full compilation of all the underrated, Cups he could have. Very much underrated player. Yeah. Liverpool England captain, he was died at the age of 57. Um, the story was, when Bill Shankly signed him, he was driving him from wherever he picked him up from, back to Liverpool. And the police stopped him for whatever reason. I don't know whether this is one of their myths that someone's made up, but I've heard it a lot of times that believe it's true. Uh, the police stopped him and Shankly put the window down. I goes, don't you know I've got in the car here, mate? This is the ne- This is the uh, the captain of England. The policeman looked in the car and said, I don't recognise him. He goes, you will. <laughs> and he did. He became England captain, didn't he? Bill Shankly. Well, then, did that really happen? Did that Bill really happen? Shankly lives not more than eight hundred meters away from where I sit now. <sighs> Shanks. Um, yeah, he won the league cup. In 80, when he went to Wolves. He also won Football Writers Player of the Year in 77 and was awarded the OBE in 1980. He had a big run on Question of Sport, like we said, with Bill Beaumont. Uh, and in 2003, it was announced he was suffering with a brain tumour. He went under, he underwent surgery, radiotherapy and chemotherapy. Uh, eventually took his life. Um, he has a son and a daughter. This was weird. Well, it's not weird. He's got a son and daughter, but the names, they were both named after him. His son was called Emlyn Jr. And his daughter is called Emma Lynn. Isn't that cool? Isn't that cool, Emma Lynn? It's fucking random, now. Nah. <laughs> I suppose uh, the only, only had to shout, Emlyn, your tea's ready. He's <laughs> all come running. Yeah, Emlyn Jr. and Emma Lynn. Um, the following day after his death, Liverpool were playing Middlesbrough in the League Cup game and he observed, obviously, a minute of silence. Uh, Liverpool won that 2-0 as a, a, um, a thing to him. You know, a thing. Dedication. Dedication, that'll do. Oh. That's it. That's uh, That, as they say, is that. I'm going to blow the fucking whistle then. Shitty.